you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got the guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Nolan. I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, The Jane to My Tarzan, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Two worlds, one family. Trust your heart. Trust your heart. Let fate decide. Something, son. Guide these lives. You got it. My favorite part of that song is next where it goes, a paradise and man. Then the thunder crashes. <laughs> the way then the thunder crashes. And then it's, I, I, I see it perfectly because it's raining and it's like him and Jane on like a tree or something. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> have I ever told you my, uh, my Tarzan story when I first saw that movie, the animated movie, not no. the one we're doing for this, no. this episode. No, you haven't. So uh, I saw it with my aunt and cousin uh, when I was visiting uh-huh. them uh, one summer. I can't remember what, how old I was, like, because 1999, I was like, I don't know, 12. I'm almost 30, so maybe. No, you were like 9, nine or 10. Or 10. Um, you said 1999? 1999, right? Yeah. This is good yeah, content. Is. Madison doing math. Um <gasps> It's back. Came back around. Anyway, we saw it and it was during a storm that was happening in like the small town uh, in Indiana that I was um, in during that summer. As soon as the lightning struck and they were in the treehouse, the power went off in the theater. <laughs> oh, and man. It was the most visceral thing. I'm like, whoa, this movie's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> It was a 4D experience before 4D was ever even considered an option for. <laughs> it was a Disney channel or Disney original movie Phil Collins ARG experience. It was rad, but I had a similar experience the first time I saw this movie. They actually released a lion into the theater. One of the uh, <laughs> one of the theater teenage theater workers just swung from the from <laughs> swung from the rafters and went oh, but. We shouldn't be talking about that pretty good movie with pretty good music. We should be talking about... We should be talking about this very good movie with very good music. <laughs> yeah. I did not... I actually saw, have seen this movie before. I think I warned you last week. Kind of a snoozer. You did. Kind of a snooze fest. Yeah. And, uh, I told you this yesterday after, as we're recording this after I had watched it. When you're right, you're right. This was a snoozer. This was definitely a boring-ass fucking movie. We should, before we get too deep into enjoying the, or just roasting this movie, we should get some business out of the way. We are aware the character of Tarzan in his world has a lot of problems yeah. with it from conception and everything. We're going to share some good articles in the episode notes that I've been looking up that talk about that better than we ever could. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also maybe going to touch on how kind of buck wild it is that William Washington. Uh, what was um, I, I think it was Will- George Washington Williams. George Washington Williams. We're going to touch on the fact that George Washington Williams did exist and did expose the slavery going on. Oh, in really? Congo. By the Belgian king. That's a real guy. That happened. And this is one of those movies where it's like, but what if Tarzan helped? <laughs> uh, which probably has its own problems. We'll share some uh, articles about that as we look into it more. Because I did not know that was a thing until I watched this movie literally last night. So 
we're probably not going to touch too much on it. We will put some articles in the show notes about mm-hmm. that, though, because uh, we're aware that this is a touchy yeah. subject. Now, back to roasting the hell out of this movie. Yeah. And in my live thread uh, watch uh, that's on Twitter, mm-hmm. I mentioned that at the, at the, equ- at the equalizers on Twitter, uh, follow uh, Sir Like a Scribe. Um, hit, hit that bell. Yeah, hit that bell. bell. Yeah. We, we should, we should, we should start our YouTube channel. <laughs> I don't know what we do on it, but. We'll sing Phil Collins covers. Yeah, because that was so good. Um, <laughs> Everyone loved it. In that Twitter live thread, I mentioned that, oh, this movie should have been all the content and all the story that was in Jane's flashbacks of when Tarzan was in the jungle. <laughs> like, not, I, not yeah. what this movie was about the uh, the belgian king or not even the belgian king the guy who worked for the belgian king leon rom played by christoph waltz trying to trick tarzan to come back to the to the congo so that a tribal leader could kill him basically uh so he and the belgian king could have diamonds yep so they could keep the congo and enslave the entire country I don't mind the fact that they were actually digging into, like, the colonialism mm-hmm. inherent in Tarzan. I don't mind that they were looking at, like, the slavery of slavery at the time and things that are, like, the basically white people were doing that were atrocious in the area. It was somebody decided, let's make Tarzan a thinker. Like, let's make this Tarzan movie, like, a thinker one and not, like hey, let's wrestle a rhinoceros or whatever. Like, there was the action in this movie was so few and far between. It was almost like the Patriot, Mm -hmm. but Tarzan. Like, there were some action scenes, and then he would just be them kind of fucking around, going somewhere else now. And there'd be an interest, kind of interesting action scene. And now we're going to go over here now. And like... Yeah. And, And I think it's just... This movie is one of those that is... It's one of those movies that has a lot of really good actors but not really good lines or moments for them to demonstrate no. that. Skarsgård is um, very attractive and muscle-toned and pro- probably a good pick for Tarzan, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think he yeah, looked the part. He looked the part. Like, but I don't know, like, all the relationships are so shallow in this movie, and it's just like, I felt no, like, emotion in any of the actors or, or any of the characters towards each other. Because the, the friendship this... between... George Washington and Tarzan just so quick. It's like suddenly they're joking with each other when they barely have talked to each other at all in like the rest of the movie. They're suddenly close best friends for some reason. Sorry. The fact, I, know, I know who you mean. His name is George Washington Williams. And it's just when he said Tarzan and George Washington. <laughs> Maybe it'd been a better movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think this has some of the problems of Superman Returns with Brandon Routh, which is meant to be a sort of like continuation of the christopher reeves movies like oh he went away for a while and now he's back and that's why everybody looks different don't ask any questions and it felt like that kind of movie of like tarzan's back and here's all the those famous characters you know and mm-hmm. love from tarzan you know all those tarzan nerds who are clamoring for this movie <laughs> we've really got to play for the home crowd there with like wasimbu and all of that like we really you know that's what it felt like it really felt like this was supposed to be for tarzan fans of which i think there might be seven <laughs> yeah like I mean, the cartoon fans, obviously, but it was just like, who is this for? Yeah, 
Like you can make a ponderous piece like this if it's like, like this would work with Peter Pan because everybody knows Peter Pan. That's why Hook kind of works, even though it's got a similar mm-hmm. problem. It's like everybody knows Captain Hook and the Lost Boys and the fairies. Like that's why it worked. If you don't know Tarzan, this is just like, I don't, why do I care about these people? I mean, I think it's probably trying to hark to more of like the old Tarzan movies, like the black and white ones that people mm-hmm. remember. But Absolutely. I don't know if the people who were alive then and watched those movies regularly would like this movie. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's kind of, I, it's very modern. Yeah. It's all action scenes. One thing I liked that they tried to do, even if it didn't work, because it was mostly in the flashbacks, is they made the, they tried to sort of strip the romance from the Tarzan mm-hmm. myths. Instead of like, I'm the king of the jungle and it's all these cool adventures. It's like, no, there was a lot of times where like he just he got his back mm-hmm. broken by mm-hmm. gorillas like twice. Like there's all these scars from fighting tigers. Like it wasn't this romantic kind of king of the jungle yeah. thing. It was like, no, it was fucking yeah. brutal. And I liked that, this take for that. I don't think they did enough of it. This- um, and I'm going to say because they focused a lot on slavery, which again, I'm not against. I think they just needed to pick mm-hmm. a lane and figure out how to make Tarzan Tarzan in that lane. But they kind of tried to do both lanes and then also vaguely make him Tarzan sometimes. I I just think the movie would have been way more interesting if it was the Tarzan origin story. You know how Disney has been making like live action versions of their movies and Mm -hmm. stuff Um, like the Jungle Book or uh, Lion King or uh, Lady and the Tramp. I think it would have been better if it was that route of like sort of a live action version of the old Tarzan movie in my opinion just because i think i would rather watch alexander skarsgård surviving in the jungle (laughs) like i think Mm -hmm. that would have been way more entertaining and there'd be like little to no actual talking until he meets jane you know like i thought that would have been way more interesting personally absolutely um i made the joke on twitter with some other friends that this is basically a Zack snyder directed disney's live action Mm -hmm. tarzan this is pretty much the movie we would have gotten one of my uh, favorite parts of the movie is the end. Because <laughs> it's over. I think they didn't necessarily know what to do to like to end the movie. Suddenly, um, Christoph Waltz and his people are in the port of Roma, I think that was called. P- Boma. B- Boma. Suddenly, out of nowhere, Tarzan comes running over the hill with a bunch of wilderbeasts and lions like just a, just a, <laughs> so that they got somewhere they they like left the scene yeah, they, exactly. they left like, that scene out of where he got those animals and how he convinced them oh the jungle yeah sure how he led them there it just was suddenly like oh he has a stampede of wilderbeasts that are gonna uh, tear this town apart i guess um so you didn't care for this movie not really like i said it's kind of a snoozer I was, I would say, um, I'm kind of lukewarm on the movie. It is, it is 100% a snoozer. I'm not trying to say it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoyed it well enough. I probably would, I would watch it again, but maybe not like anytime soon. It's one of those movies where I kind of need to put some space so I can forget how much of a snoozer it actually is. And mm-hmm. then I'll think, oh yeah, it can't be that bad. I'll rewatch it. And... You know what I wanted it to be? I wanted it to be the Revenant, but Tarzan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I want it to be The Martian, but Tarzan. I want it to be Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, but Tarzan. I want it to be Weekend at Bernie's, but Tarzan. I want it to be Meet Dave, but Tarzan. I want it to be The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot, but Tarzan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, well, it may surprise you to learn there are people who had other opinions. That's right, gang. It's time for Daddy's Tomatoes.
So our first review did not have a name attached to it, but they gave it one and a half stars. Tarzan, more like Borzan, end of review. Got him. Bazinga. Womp, 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 Hashtag boom roasted. Um, our next review also did not leave their name, but they gave us half a star. I just have this impression that whoever made this movie was just stoned and thought, what if Tarzan returned to the jungle? And the CGI is kind of shitty too. End of review. I thought that CGI was good, actually. I did as well. A lot of people did not like it. There's yeah. a lot of good points about the CGI on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So much so that the ostrich scene in the movie legitimately horrified me. Frequels, just so you know, I am deathly afraid of large birds of all kinds, um, especially ostriches. So if they show up suddenly in any movie, which I think this has happened before in this show, <laughs> where there's like an ostrich scene or something. Um um, don't open the giant eagle-sized package that I sent you for your birthday. Okay, cool. Why? What is it? It's a hat. Oh, okay. Uh, I mostly picked this review to, to kind of goof on because their pitch is somebody got high and thought, what if Tarzan turned to the jungle? And we just talk a lot about slavery. Like, what if Tarzan, but instead of Tarzan, it's just a lot of slavery stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're high and you have... Those kooky ideas. Yeah, you know. I would never know. I've never done the weed drug. It's about slavery and the diamond trade in the Congo. This is a movie that everyone wants to watch. (laughs) Tarzan, uncut gems. Our next review comes from Mark A, who gave this the highest score I've ever read for Rotten Tomatoes as of the second era. Two and a half stars. Ugh, mixed bag of all time. Totally dumb, of course, but half of it was cool. Other half was like drawing blood. Left me sick and tired and wanting my blood back. What? In a review. <laughs> in a review. I've never been in a doctor's office or in like a blood, like like a blood donation thing where I'm like, man, I wish I had that blood back. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I don't know if, you, if we could do take backsies. Yeah, can, can I actually want that? I'm sorry. Like, you know, I changed my mind. I want that blood. It turns out I actually need all my blood. Can I just drink it? Can I drink it again and like it'll just go back in me? Um, I'll just snort it. Yeah. I'll just snort my own blood. Um, Can can you freeze dry it? I should put a content warning at the beginning of this episode. (laughs) Can you freeze dry it, smash it up, and then um, I'll just uh, mix a little oil in it and I'll just rub it into my skin? Oh, two different kinds of people. Yeah. <laughs> Our last review comes from Nicole T, who gave this a half star. Honestly, here's the deal. As a serious movie critic and my genuine fondness of every genre of film, I am compelled to share how the scene from the 1984 version starring Mr. Christopher Lambert is still, to this day, emblazoned in my head. It's the scene where he's extremely upset and exclaims over and over, He was my father. He was my father. He was referring to the ape, of course, that had been in the lab. The bond between him and the shipwrecked Belgian Captain de Arnott. This Tarzan had such an innocence about him throughout the movie. Heart-wrenching, disturbingly sad, but most importantly, darn good writing, producing, directing, and ultimately acting to the part of every professional who had the opportunity to be a part of one of the greatest movies I have ever seen. 
Now, fast forward to 2016, when the new version was made, Mr. Alexander Skarsgård, I'm so utterly fascinated by the entire storyline that it disturbed me when I read the consensus of the critics and the rating of 36%. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? You folks clearly didn't... You folks clearly didn't get the message of the movie. Watch it again. Really watch it. Please. I don't mean to appear as if I'm screaming, but if the core <laughs> plot combined with... <laughs> <laughs> but if the core plot combined with great theme music and a more intense version of the legend of this man doesn't pique your interest or make you wonder just a little, then something is not clicking. This movie deserves at least 90% in my opinion. I'm super critical on special effects. So when Tarzan and his friends jumped off the cliff and started vine writing, it seemed believable. It seemed believable and fun. No man ever started with less. Can you imagine what it would be like? Probably not, but it's okay. Watch it again and you'll learn a few things. Oh yeah, the call. The Tarzan jungle call. It made Jane cry even harder on the boat because he was telling her he was coming. Well, that creepy, crazy dude, Mr. Rom, was plotting to deliver those diamonds to the other somewhat creepy accountant who was irritated from the beginning by Mr. Rom. Uh, Mr. Rom's Madagascar spider silk will not be forgotten, but he played the role of crazy very well indeed. I liked this bad guy. He was the only one left standing in the beginning. The reason I love this movie is because it involved adaptation, resentment, frustration, anger, violence, corruption, and the ultimate emotion of them all, love, which was on clear display. Seriously, it's April 2017 and I still watch this movie at the drop of a hat, especially with my friends who've never seen it. My point is that I want you to try to be open-minded so you can see the appreciation and the actual idea that these writers conveyed or tried to convey. Darn good story if you ask me. What if this happened? It could have, or something similar. We don't know, do we? Think about it. Talk about it. Great story, guys. Sincerely, Nikki Tanner. Oh, I'm surprised. I thought her name would be Karen. <laughs> half star. Half star? Half star. This review, she gave it a half star and then wrote about a page and a half dissertation on how amazing the movie is. Weird. Maybe she did that so people would like read it. I guess. Yeah. I think we're I think we're in for maybe some bumpy waters here. I assume we're starting now, right? I don't know if you had any bits or I had no bits. Bit drought. You gotta believe in yourself. Bit drought. Yeah. Gotta have a bit drought. Ooh yeah. Ba bit drought. Bit drought. I didn't want to cut off the song. Bit drought, bit drought, bit drought. Bit drought. Huh? <laughs> 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 On that energy, our time starts now. Okay, you said you had one idea, right? So, when I, we started the movie, I watched it, as I often do these days, with uh, Avenger and friend of the show, Jackson Eflin. Um, I just said that, like, I had my notes ready, and I just kind of put them down at one point and said, I don't know why I'm... Like, I have this. I'm not going to come up with any ideas until we get to the jungle, at least. And Jackson said, well, unless you want to do, like, an upstairs-downstairs kind of story with the the staff of the Greystoke uh, estate. <laughs> and so the title would be The ha the Maid Servant of Tarzan was the, the one that Jackson came up with. That's the only idea I really have for that. That's not like, let's just make up a Tarzan adventure. I think making up a Tarzan adventure is probably a better way to go. Um, yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> though, maybe, like... There could be a character that we make that like followed them because I I assume honestly that they live there now. Like yeah, I, I, think, I mean, it's a year later and she's giving birth in Africa. I think the 
the implication is that they're staying. I, I like the idea of like maybe there's a uh, character that has been sent by his grandfather because his grandfather is alive in uh, mm-hmm. wherever they're from, England. Yes. They uh, want him to come back, but he doesn't want to come back. Uh, that in Tarzan, maybe... come back. Tarzan, come back. You can swing on those vines. This is our musical episode. It is, I guess so. Yeah, so maybe they want him to come back, and then their character along... I mean, we're going to give them stuff to do, um, mm-hmm. but they would be a character along whatever adventure we make up. Because um, okay. I assume... I don't know. How much do we want to get into, like, the colonialism of the Congo? Like, you know, like, I... I it's... Because that's the enemy, right? Like, Let that me is, ask you a second... Right, yeah, yeah. Right, sorry. Because that's the enemy of the first movie, right? And is... Mm-hmm the eventual end of the conga like that's where it goes right so like um what do you think let me ask you a a follow-up question let me answer your question with a question how equipped do you feel to handle the colonialism of the conga not great so i agree that's that's what i'm thinking i mean we can like continue to make colonialism the bad guy Mm -hmm. i don't know if we need to make a i don't know if we need to dip our feet into the nuance of that yeah i think colonialism bad is enough of a take for us that we're gonna be fine i mean because it is bad don't get us wrong it's just i don't know enough about the congo to be able to sure. say well here's like where the we history really do it and yeah. here's where we can avoid the pitfalls like i think we just i mean we could also just kind of i mean, do something in just the jungle like we're not gonna be very historically accurate obviously but maybe the belgian king um is out for revenge and wants tarzan john to die or something it's basically the same thing so maybe he's hunting him down and maybe the movie is in a um sort of like a run adventure like it's like mm-hmm. a, it's like a they're just trying to get away so they go to the jungle and are trying to escape them and that's like i, I think what we need to decide right now we're at about 10 and a half minutes is this do we deal with Belgium or colonialism in general, or is this purely in the jungle? Like there's one of the other, another tribe or some kind of animal or something like, uh, what do we do? Do we deal with the politics in a way, even kind of lightly, or is this just the jungle? I think it's the jungle with a little bit of like, I think like as far as like the politics or anything, I think it could be the enemy right but i don't think it's gonna be delving deep into colonialism like or anything like that so like the i think the belgian king and even that that one guy who is still there at the end who like reported to the belgian king or whatever Mm -hmm. they could be the bad guy and they're basically out to kill the protector of the congo like Mm -hmm. or the they're out to kill tarzan because he is the thing standing in their way right mm-hmm. because they still want the diamonds right so yeah i mean they, they need money and land mm-hmm. so that could be uh, um what they do could be ridiculous and mm-hmm. zany what if they built a super soldier or something like that or what if we get like really steampunk and they build like a mech or something and it's like destroying that's what i'm saying like if we want to make this a zany adventure we can uh literally tarzan versus the machine 
Hmm. Go, go, Morphin, Tarzan. Jeez. Um, Tarzan, you shall be the Jungle Ranger. <laughs> uh, okay. What do you, what do you could, think? What do you think of all that mush that came out of my mouth? Um, I don't know how zany we we should go with this. I kind of like, I think Tarzan is enough of a, a hero character and there's enough kind of um, adventure in, in, here in the plot. We don't necessarily need to infuse our brand of zany mm-hmm. into it. I'm not against some like, like they have cars that are cutting, like the what are those things that cut down trees where like they mm-hmm. have like giant saw blades at the end that are maybe they're like not driving them because they don't have cars at this point, but like steam powered or something like that, that they're trying to encroach into the jungle and he's stopping them that way. That could be something we could do. I don't know if we need to introduce a mech suit for Tarzan to fight. What if we do old man Tarzan? Okay, I'm listening. And he's still living in the jungle Maybe Jane has passed away. Their child has moved away uh, because they didn't really want the life. And maybe Tarzan didn't want the life for them in the jungle, but they knew that. But Tarzan knows that's where he belongs. And he is fighting against like people cutting down the forest and stuff. And it's like it's it's Tarzan versus the machines. Um, And it's like a last stand sort of thing. Not X-Men, the last stand, a last stand. (laughs) um it's sort of like him and the animals and maybe even like most of those tribes have moved away or have like uh went somewhere else because they were trying to get rid of like the uh people encroaching in on the territory but tarzan Mm -hmm. decided to stay because that's where his like ape family is you know and Mm -hmm. like he's trying to protect them so he is fighting against the um, destruction of the rainforest around there okay. or the jungle rather. Hmm. What do you think about that? I'm interested. I'm not sure. So are we, do we want to write out the, the like error of Tarzan? Like the child, they could still be around. I don't know. It just seems like that's also a natural jumping off point is Tarzan literally has a kid at the last scene of the movie. Maybe they come back. Maybe they come back and they're like, dad, please come with me. Come back, come to England or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll surely die out here. And then maybe it's kind of a father son. Was it a son? I don't know if they said actually. Yeah. Maybe it's a father, father child story about them bonding and Tarzan teaches their son all about the jungle and how to live there while they're fighting against the machines. Or maybe their child is back in England trying to fight on like the political lines of what's happening in the Congo and is trying to use their influence there. Maybe it's falling up short and they, they know what's coming. They know that the machines are coming in to tear down the jungle and everything. So they want to get their dad out of there because they know their dad will die. Hmm. I like the idea. Actually, I really like that idea. Tarzan is still like has returned to the jungle and maybe, um, they sent, like, after the, the child got to a certain age, they sent them to England just to, like... For, like, school or something. For school. To, so just to be able to, like, understand that classic kind of... Well, you may, like, you may live in the jungle the rest of your life, but we're going to have... You're going to at least need to go out and see the world. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to rule the jungle or protect or whatever, you need to understand how the rest of the world works. Yeah. Or something like that. And they never and came so back, right? Or yeah, or it's like they're they're due to come back or something like that. I, I don't know. Like it can be, it can be whatever. But I like the idea of this thing is going to happen, and it's like I know my father is not going to leave mm-hmm. the jungle. 
he's going to protect it and it will kill him. Mm -hmm. And so whether or not it's I need to get him to leave or I need to help him um, is a thing. Also, a reason they never came back is we are starting to encroach into World War One. Got it. Um, at this point with a time frame. So they could have been, they could have taken up with the army for World War I. Uh, there was a theater of war in South Africa or in East Africa. So the Congo would have been uh, a little bit of Googling. There is Congo was part of World War One. I'm looking up what was happening in the Congo during the First World War. This is very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Are you reading stuff too? Sort of. I'm mostly kind of skimming just for Congo. There were Congolese troops in the military alongside like troops from Europe and other parts of Africa. When is Legend of Tarzan set? Oh. So it looks like the film was set in 1912. Alright, so that would be... Right about the start of World War One. Yeah, so maybe we need to go farther in the future. If we're going to, going I mean, to do it. World War II like... would have been in the 30s and 40s. Yeah. That'd be about 20 years. Yeah. So 19... 1939, so that'd be 20, 26 or so years in the future. That'd be good. I mean, what? Yeah. Skarsgård's like, what, 40s right now? So. Yeah, but I mean, even then, I'd say that Tarzan's like 30-something, maybe. Yeah, so it looks like that the Belgian Congo uh, in World War II was involved, and they, and even though Germany invaded Belgium and mm-hmm. uh, basically took control of it, the Belgian Congo stayed with the Allied side through the, most of the war, it seems like. So just so we know that World War II is happening and people in in the Congo were involved in it somewhat, like from military. A large supply of the territory's diamonds were smuggled to Nazi Germany. Uh, do we want to swap this then to, we still keep the kid, like a Tarzan is part of like a, guerrilla no pun intended uh force that are fighting like nazis tarzan versus the nazis sounds pretty cool right so what if okay what if the kid comes back we i mean we can cut the kid comes back because tarzan gets captured or do we want to just make tarzan versus the nazis let's say this it is tarzan versus the nazis who are um fighting in the congo their kid is part of the military let's just say it's a son and he it, the idea was that he went off to school originally and was going to come back eventually but then the war broke out they kind of got stuck and enlisted and let's say that they are a, an intelligence officer uh with mm-hmm. the uh military the british military right yeah. naval naval intelligence yeah so they're uh intelligence officer and that's how they mm-hmm. find out the danger that the congo is in the nazis were going to invade the area that Tarzan is living, basically. Yeah, they're they're going to try to take out Tarzan. Yeah. Oh, I don't think they're trying to take out Car- Tarzan. They're just going to occupy it, and they're going to tear down forests. They're going to... They're Right. I mean, my thinking is that, like, Tarzan is... They call him this in the first movie, the White Ghost. Mm-hmm. Like, for, through the trees, and no one can see him. I think that he's been terrorizing Nazi troop soldier... Whatever in Camus. He and the gorillas, and maybe him and some of the locals, are this, like, unit where, like... They just go out and they just like fuck with the Nazis if they get too close to their area. And they're like, hey, we think we found where the white ghost is or something like that. We're going to go take him out. And yeah. they're still just encroaching in the jungle, period. But I think an impetus of like, oh, no, they're going to find him. Yeah. How about this? 
um, with the sun being in military intelligence, they catch wind of like some sort of telegram or something mm-hmm. about a special unit going to try to capture the white ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Nazis want him because of their nefarious like research crap and whatnot and their weird medical procedures that was going on. So once he, he once the son hears about this, they are like, oh, I have to go. I have to go save my dad um, mm-hmm. because while Tarzan is very capable, they're going to send a, a special unit. Right. Like he's not ready. He is not prepared for what this this kind of fight. Yeah. Or so he thinks, you know, and then that's mm-hmm. that's the movie. Once they get there, I think we I think the son maybe like sneaks away and they're wondering where he is. I think maybe like even the British intelligence was like, no, we need you. You're too valuable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the area, you know, the people, you know, the customs. Yeah. yeah. Like that's why he's here is because he was raised here. Maybe no, but not maybe it's not as well known that he is like the son of Tarzan. Mm-hmm. But the idea is like you were born here. You you know everybody. You know like the secret ways in and out of places. Like you're too valuable for this. Yeah. Like and like maybe at this point people think Tarzan's a myth. Mm-hmm. Like he he showed up in England and it was like oh back when that charlatan where that was there's no it was like a fake. He was a phone. Yeah. Um, even maybe like British intelligence is even like oh yeah Tarzan's a myth, but uh, this Nazi task force is going to be going there they are going to be uh terrorizing the locals they are going to be trying to take territory you know like and uh, yeah, and see, and the british and the british intelligence is like no we can't do that we can't let them I do think that. that i like the idea that they think that they're treating this as like well they're they're gonna send like their best soldiers into the jungle on a like a foolish chase we this is an opportunity we're not gonna waste men to go fight them in the jungle over nothing mm-hmm. like we could actually like gain some ground while they're off on this like fool's errand we could actually take the advantage and strike so no no we're not going after we're not going into the jungle to fight them and because there is no tarzan they're just wasting their time yeah so does the sun put a team together like of like riffraff soldiers? I mean, are we gonna do like Wonder Woman this thing where it's like, hey, I know a guy, like he could help us with this, and I know a guy who could do that, and like I know a sharpshooter who's out of down on his luck and would be willing to help. Uh, I don't know. Do we have to make more characters and like give them sort of like arcs? I don't know what they would be doing. Okay, I then I, I like this more as a father's a father son tale. I know it's a war movie too, sure. but like. I like the idea of it. This is about Tarzan and his son uh, taking down Nazis, you know, and like kind of reconnecting. Sure. Okay. Well, then, but th- uh, then the question becomes, how do we fill the movie with that? Yeah. Like, what is the events of the movie? If he gets there right away, then that's great. But then what happens? Yeah. So I think he goes there with a team and their plan is like, what What do we think their plan is? I mean, their plan is to defeat the this nazi team and save tarzan yeah but i don't know like other than just post up with weapons Mm -hmm. i think they go there um maybe they go to the same village that um tarzan and jane live in um Mm -hmm. at the end of the movie and at that point it's not occupied nazis aren't in sight yet but there is word that they are on their way and he's kind of going there to convince them to leave and get out of there before the nazis get there and they are trying to mobilize their move but he's also secretly there like have you heard of anything 
about my dad, basically. Like, what if it's a thing where Tarzan has actually disappeared, like, for a number of years, and, like, but they think he's, like, in that jungle, but we haven't seen him in a long time. So he, they know there he's in that jungle somewhere, and the son sneaks off and goes and meets his dad. Maybe, maybe gets, like, a little lost, um, and... He maybe he hears uh, the uh, the Nazi troops coming through the forest, like searching for searching for Tarzan, and he thinks he's cornered. Uh, I imagine like I imagine it's um you know in the Lord of the Rings where Sam and Frodo are hiding under that log, and mm-hmm. the um the mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. the ghost the the uh, Dementor looking mm-hmm. guys uh, <laughs> the Dementors yeah. The, the Dementor Man uh, almost catch him. I imagine it's mm-hmm. like exactly that kind of moment. But suddenly, like, a Nazi just gets fucking, like, lifted up and, like, thrown against a tree, like, like 30 yards away and falls mm-hmm. to the ground. It's a battle between... You just see Tarzan taking out these guys one by one, guerrilla style, mm-hmm. like, swinging from one and then, like, oh, sure. you know, dropping them and uh, hanging one from, like, a vine or something like that or, you know. I like that idea. I like the idea maybe also of... I don't know how we could kind of like bridge this, but the idea of the movie being the kids like you're not like you can't fight guns like this. Mm-hmm. Like the the kind of firepower that that the that is available now in World War Two, like that's that's nothing like you fought before. There's like automatic rifles at this point. And, like in Tarzan's like I have the trees, I have the jungle, and they're like they'll take the trees, they'll take the jungle. Like you know, yeah. like they'll tear it all down. And ash in the and ash in the earth just to get what they want. This whole place could be destroyed if you don't leave. My my thinking then is also the kid learns part of the, the lesson that they learn is like how powerful being king of the jungle is. Mm-hmm. And we get a scene like with the wildebeest or whatever, where like Tarzan mobilizes the entire jungle against them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe Tarzan kind of learns like I may be getting too old for this. Mm. that nature is there is unfathomable untapped power in nature because that's the idea of like everything you see like in avatar the last airbender there's a whole line about like oh hey we might get crashed against the rocks and it's like oh well uh does the rock care if we crash or what i can't remember how she says azula says this whole thing about like maybe care less about the the waves that um haven't decided if they're going to or that will kill you and worry about me who hasn't decided if i'm going to or not yes I, that was, was definitely like, the line i'm pretty sure of it because i've seen all of avatar the last airbender that was in um season four where they went to space okay cool but i just i like the idea of like the the nature there is still so much power there that we cannot harness or control Mm -hmm. or really defend against if nature just decides it's that it wants to kill us yeah um and i think that that's something the kid learns but we also maybe have an element of like tarzan being like okay turns out a lot has changed and I think like in that first battle where he's mm-hmm. saving his kid from the Nazi soldiers, um, he gets like clipped or something. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the son is like, see, like you, you can't do this forever. This is, this is a losing battle and I don't want to lose you. I already I, lost mom. I have an idea for this. Okay. Um, 
the guy pulls out like a pistol and shoots at him and Tarzan like dodges it or whatever. And then he walks at him because he's not afraid because guns only have one shot and that guy hasn't reloaded. And then the guy just blasts him in the shoulder because it's like Tarzan's like, wait a minute. When did guns have two shot? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's used to weapons that are more single shot or they take longer to reload. And now it's like guns can fire like six rounds before they have to reload or more if it's like a bigger gun. Yeah. So the idea is like he's out of touch with like what his enemies are capable of. Yeah. Um, I I like to imagine like uh Tarzan is like even though his son is like saying this stuff, he is like mm-hmm. ignorantly like determined of just like I we can beat them I can beat them, um and mm-hmm. I think next is a scene where the son um finds out where the Nazi camp is, um <clears throat> and mm-hmm. they do like a secret covert mission to like see and like he shows them and you see like tanks and machines and like large cannons like all these rifles is like see all this stuff you can't win against this you can't win against a tank tarzan and but then that gives tarzan the idea is like now that he knows where they are i and i think that's the next thing maybe he uh gets a bunch of his animal friends and the uh tactical team that uh, the son brought it uh, with him to try to sabotage this nazi camp now that they know where it is then then we can talk about what that next scene is well, of doing that I have an idea for this. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like we cut it. They find out about the camp or something, and we show then the son. What's the son's name? Let's just name the yeah, camp. yeah. Let's do that. I was just thinking that Tarzan's son. Yeah, because there was a son eventually, right? Uh, it looks like the name of their son is Korak or Jack in like the English, like English. His his like quote unquote like English name mm-hmm. is Jack Clayton, but he's called Korak. So we can say Jack, and then maybe by the end he's like, Korak. What if Tarzan calls him Korak, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, the son goes by Jack? Like, mm-hmm. like he's like, my name's Jack. So my th- my pitch for this scene is that we end it in, like, somehow the he, Tarzan knows where the base is or something because of just being in the jungle. And so J- he's telling them about it. And it's like Jack and all of his, his troops, and they've got this, like, map out on a table, and they're trying to figure out. And the idea is, like, I don't know how we could get in there and do that. Like, I don't think it's just too well fortified. And Tarzan just kind of, like, scoffs at them. And he, we can show him sneaking around. But we also see, like, birds flying in and, like, cutting fuses with their beaks. Or, like, mm-hmm. dropping pebbles into cannons or whatever. Like, things to, like, like, the animals are sabotaging it. Um, Tarzan's basically Snow White and has control of the animals with his voice. Like, basically. For the tanks, like, I imagine mm-hmm. Tarzan on, like, an elephant or a rhino. And, like, it's, mm-hmm. like, tank versus rhino of, like, trying to destroy it. Um, oh, so is this an assault or is this, a, like, a stealth mission to sabotage it? I think, I think like, maybe stealth initially to cut off oh, their energy supply. So once they make that outright assault, uh, they won't have the supplies or energy or anything to, right? Uh, yeah, you know. Um, it's to set them up to fail, basically, like the stealth. Mm-hmm. Like, so what about snakes? A snake that goes up the guard tower and bites the guy up there. Oh, that's great. Um, and I think maybe the the guard tower actually has a spotlight. They they would use the spotlight to like spot an enemy or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the the snakes go up there and bite those guys and kill them. So the spotlights won't, so, so the spotlights won't spot anyone coming in. Right. I think that's the first thing that they do. I like that. I think that a good bit for this would be, maybe this is like, this isn't even the main 
built outpost or whatever or building this is like a small encampment because i like the idea that they take this out and it's like a super good like a victory like a perfect victory this flawless victory no no casualties on their side not even any of the animals get caught anything and they come back and they just find a huge swath like in lord of the rings uh two towers there's a huge swath of burnt destroyed jungle Mm -hmm. and it's not like they were looking like they were looking for tarzan or trying to stop him but it was just it's like the mindless violence of this and this is kind of where tarzan starts to be like i really underestimate like i really don't understand this enemy anymore because there was not a purpose to this like this was just cruelty was the point so like just to confirm Mm -hmm. like the stealth thing that's what they do first and then they bring in like the rhinos and like the wildebeests again and they just completely destroy it. Um, they have like the Nazis on the run. They kill like probably a good few of them. And then a bunch of them maybe get away um, mm-hmm. in a Jeep. That's where like Korak or Jack, right, um, mm-hmm. is like they got away. They're going to tell this is just a like a recon base like they their main base is going to come back here any day. Right. And then that will definitely be over like the forces that they bring will definitely be overwhelming. It's going to be like 13 times what this was uh, coming back here now that they know that there's enemies here, Um, especially because they were looking for Tarzan and then suddenly Tarzan shows his face. It's like, oh, yeah, this is no longer a myth. This guy exists and we need to go get him dead or alive. Right. Mm hmm. And that's when they start to invade the jungle in force with like flamethrowers and napalm. Yeah. I'll say napalm. You know what I mean though? Like yeah. the big machines to cut down trees, like mm-hmm. and then I know we can do like a montage to show that this is more like a war, like battles here and there, stuff like that. Jack maybe is becoming more and more Korak again, like mm-hmm. We could do this slow, but like at some point he's wearing his full military uniform, and as the montage goes on, he's wearing less and less of the uniform. Can we can we say Korak is uh played by Tom Holland? Just to sure, sure. He's he's a good good son son figure. Full I stop. Think. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a good son. Uh, <laughs> good young young face. Uh, young face. Uh, son yeah, sure. bo- son boy. Ooh, hate that. <laughs> I don't. I I think that you should promise never to say the phrase "young faced son boy" ever again. <laughs> I I think we just do a brief montage to show that like this is more of an award because I feel like this is going to be a short movie anyway. I want to. I, I know we can use a montage to give it the semblance of like this has been going on for a little while. Yeah. Um, and then let's just let's say the main Nazi villain, like the commander, is let's just cast Mads Mikkelsen because he's. Yeah. I think he'd be a really fun Nazi commander. Yeah. Uh, in a Tarzan film, and kind of fits like the same like milieu of Christoph Waltz, like mm-hmm. sort of like creepy, creepy. I just man. picked another Bond villain. Uh, all right, so. I think at this point that's like because I do like the idea of one last pitch battle of like the full force of the jungle coming down on mm-hmm. the Nazi stronghold. And I think um, I think Tarzan gets a little like lost in his goal a little bit because I think he's like militarizing like the jungle basically against the Nazis and they're losing and like they're losing a lot. And I think he gets kind of blind in his like goal it's just like no i can't lose i can't lose this this is all i have or like this is what i fight for this is where i ro- ro- rose my son this is where i spent most of my years with my wife like i can't let this go so he's a little blind there um and then i think he gets really hurt in one battle i mean he could get really badly burned yeah yeah what if he gets burned like he, he tries to take on one of the fi- the flamethrowers and mm-hmm. 
they fucking light him up and the whole side of his like one of his side of his like body are like burn mm-hmm. like his arm and even his hair maybe his hair gets singed on the side on the side or something like that so now it's like all like sort of looks cool also it's like oh that's not that wasn't intentional right so then does that mean that then jack slash Kordrak takes over as like being in charge and figures out a clever way i mean the answer the obvious answer is they lure them into the jungle somehow and then i think he maybe sees this opportunity because i think his when his dad gets really hurt and is unconscious and like out of it and he needs to recover maybe he sees the opportunity to like i could sneak away with him now um Mm. and leave the jungle and take him away from here uh to protect him basically and I think maybe they take him back to like their main base that's in like the village. He is making the plans to take him away because it's just like he's never going to stop. He'll never stop fighting for this mm-hmm. um, place and he's going to die doing it. And maybe at this point, the rest of the village like has mobilized. They, they, they've heard the fights. They know the war is going on and everything. And they're like, we're getting out of here, too. He's making the plans to go back to England. And then Tarzan wakes up and escapes again um for like one last fight or something like that um i don't know what do you think Uh, i'm kind of spinning i'm kind of spinning my wheels yeah i i think i think i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this pitch out and then i think we pick one and we kind of call it i don't say call it a movie Yeah. yeah my idea is that throughout the movie we establish um like at the beginning of the movie we plant the idea of some like offensive that the british are planning mm-hmm Throughout the middle of the movie, we established that, like, Mads Mikkelsen, who's, like, the commander of the Nazi forces in the Congo or whatever, also has some kind of plan for this this endeavor. And through the Tarzan stuff, they basically find out what it is and that the British and or the Allied forces are going to just be absolutely demolished and the Congo will be lost. And mm-hmm. then, like, Germany will take the Congo if this offensive goes badly. And so... um Tarzan being extremely burned and badly hurt is like, you know, what, what would need to do? Well, you know what needs to happen and I can't be the one to do it. Like, mm-hmm. look at me. Uh, and so that's when Jack has to kind of embrace being Korak and become king of the jungle and basically lead the jungle as a third army into this combat against the Nazis. Okay. So it'll be like an actual war scene, and then all of a sudden you see fucking Korak on the back of an elephant or like a, a panther or something leading all the beasts of the jungle this and the is, other tribes into war. This is good. And maybe like, oh, yeah, so the British are coming, and then the Nazis are going to be at war in this territory for a while, it seems like. Like mm-hmm. they're going to go back and forth. And then Tarzan's like, no, that'll decimate this whole area. It would destroy my home and your home and your uh, and Jane's home and your, your family here. We need to be the third assault team that puts the British slightly over, slightly over. Right. You know, like it's a chance, it's a, it's a risk. But hey, it's this, it's all or nothing, right? Yeah, and that's that's my pitch of like, just it, this is one offensive that has been planned, the, and the Allied forces think like this will give us a better footing. The Nazis are aware of it and are like, "Oh no, we've planned for this, and we were going to absolutely destroy that force, and it will give us control of the Congo." Period. That's it. Like we control the Congo now, and so Jack leads has to lead the jungle and the troops or whatever, or the the tribes into combat as a third army to 
level the playing field and then win the day against the Nazis. Yeah, I like that. I think Tarzan, mm-hmm. he can't just, old man Tarzan can't just sit by though, right? I think right. like, I think during the battle part, uh-huh. the British, the British forces and the uh, Nazis are going head to head. And then like, suddenly you see like, sort of like, a, do you think like, okay, so do we think the jungle forces meet up with the meet up with the uh, British forces and then like the battle starts and they're always on a team? Or do you think it's like a surprise? Because I imagine this like, mm-hmm. I, I imagine this, this crazy Gandalf the white coming down the hill, you know, that's what <laughs> I know? was, that's imagining. That's what I was imagining at first, like I, in the battle of Helm's Deep. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining with Tarzan. And maybe he comes down the hill with gorillas mm. ready to like take back their home and stuff like that. So like, so I think initially Jack um, and the British forces, Jack's forces and the British forces are in the battle from the start together. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like they're going to lose. They're getting like uh, getting routed in a direction that's kind of putting them in a corner. And then right when it looks like it's uh, like, it's going to be over and they're, they're going to break the line. They're going to break the line on the hill from the jungle you see you see uh shia labeouf yeah yeah <laughs> actual cannibal shia labeouf no I, I like the idea of before as the line's about to break you hear the tarzan yell yeah 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 that's good that's good i think then at that point we work in an idea that a lot of the chieftains like the gorilla leader of the gorillas the leader of some of the other animals like the older ones who are tarzan's friends are like mm-hmm. no we're not going to listen to jack like he's he left he's not our he's not the king he doesn't lead us whatever and tarzan basically convinces them at the end like no we need to go do this yeah uh he's right and it's like jack's forces are bolstered by the by the jungle but there's still like a, a decent amount of jungle that's not there yeah because they don't trust him because he's like He's not the son of Tarzan. He's this outsider. He left and he did not come back. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he came back was to save Tarzan, not the jungle. I think you start seeing that on the tree line, like the the uh, the trees are shuddering, and then you just hear the Tarzan yell. Members of the other tribes and also gorillas um, mm-hmm. coming through and just decimating, like at the front of the Nazi forces. I think it just like bisects them right there and gives the british forces a chance to regroup and then regain their lead and yeah mm-hmm. and i think maybe um there's like a cool like sort of like circle pit scene between tarzan and mads michelson where they're having like a knife battle like i think uh sort of sort of like in the first movie with uh mm-hmm. the leader of that uh tribe and him I think Mads Mikkelsen has like a a really nice like shiny silver Bowie knife, and then Tarzan has like a sharpened rock or something. I don't know. Uh, and yeah, I think it's well choreographed. Obviously, um, some cool like flips and like submission holds and stuff like that. And you know, and Tarzan wins, right? You know, mm-hmm. I assume we're but having maybe dies. Ultimately. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think Mads Mikkelsen gets uh, clips him because uh, Tarzan at this point is like one pretty old, also very burned and hurt, um, has been shot before. <laughs> like, you know, he's 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 on his last legs. And I think uh, Mads Mikkelsen just clips him and like cut maybe cuts like up like his knee or something and then like stabs him. And then mm-hmm. like it looks like Tarzan is on the ground 
Um, and with his last bit of adrenaline, he picks up Mads Mikkelsen and uh, Pyle drives him into the ground and like breaking his neck. Yeah. Um, and then like stomps on him. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. The, At least the, doing the ape stomp for sure. You hear Mads Mikkelsen like breathing still and like about to get up. And then Tarzan does like the ape, the ape pound on him on his chest. Yeah. And then he's dead. That's good. Um, how does Jack earn the trust then of like, because Tarzan led the other animals like, no, he's right. We got to do this. How does Jack like? I think it's kind of like a very, because um, you said like, I think the jungle is divided on Jack, right? Because he left and never mm-hmm. came back and wants to kind of abandon them. I think he gives like a speech. is like, I may not be like, uh, I, I, I may not be like the. But it's entirely in gorilla grunting and yeah. no subtitles. Yeah. But it's super emotional. Yeah. No. Um, my thought is he takes a bullet for like whoever is leading the gorillas. Okay. Or like pushes them out of the way of something and gets hit. And so he's like wounded. Um, but he like saved that person, that whatever leader's life mm-hmm. or something. I and then we end the movie where Jack is now Korak, king of the jungle. Well, I think like, I don't know where Jack ends up. Like maybe he arranges for there to be a, um, a base there uh, just to keep an eye on if the Nazis come back. Right. I like the idea of him staying, but mm-hmm. like I just I like the idea that the that the allies are like, well now that we've got control of the Congo, like there's resources that we can like replenish, like we'll get some wood. The jungle will be a great supply of wood. Like, oh no, the woods are off limits. Mm-hmm. Like, oh excuse you, like corporal, whatever. Like you're already in trouble for being a wall for so long. Well it's like, oh no, I'm not no, I like whatever like sorry, that's not cool. That's king of the jungle. That's good. I I like there being like a funeral scene for Tarzan as well. Like maybe they, maybe they, maybe it's the Skarsgård kind of Viking nature of him, but maybe they like put him in a boat and push, put him down the river or something like that. Or, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know what a cool, cool Tarzan burial would be. The tree house. The tree house. Yeah. They, They go in there and there's already like a, um, like a casket in there for Jane. And they put Tarzan in there as well. And then, like, nobody lives there anymore. Like, that, that treehouse has been abandoned for... It's like a monument. Like a... Okay. It becomes a mausoleum, basically. Yeah. The dark phantom of Tarzan we see rise from, from the body. Uh, and he be, he becomes the white ghost. <laughs> did we do it? I think we did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well... That was, a, it. that was a rough one. That was a rocky one. Um, yeah, we got there. We got yeah. there in the end. Yeah. What do we call it? Is it Tarzan versus the Nazis? What do you think? That's got to be an act. That that has to exist, right? Tarzan versus the Nazis, probably. Um, it's got to be a comic or something like that. I'm sure uh, it exists. Um, World War J. The Legend of Tarzan in German is Die Legend von Tarzan. <laughs> got it. Uh, that was, that joke wasn't worth it. We could do like the fall of Tarzan or something like that, like um, to like to put a button on the end of the epic or the legend, you know, like something like that, like the spirit of Tarzan. The Tarzan falls but counts the cost. The battle's won, but the child is lost. Yeah, the Doctor Who fans who listen will love that one. Yeah, uh, uh, Legend of Tarzan two colon Korax bounty. <laughs> Jesus, that's a pull. <laughs> All the way back to day one. I did. I did have a ghost at the. I did have a ghost at the end of this movie again. <laughs> Tarzan two: colon, The Racing War.
Yeah. I, I like the end of like the legend, right? The, um, right. the Korak, the legend continues. I, I like like the, the legend ends or something like that, you know, like Tarzan, uh, the legend of Tarzan, <laughs> the legend of Tarzan colon and legend, <laughs> <laughs> the legend of t- Tarzan colon the last vine. Um, Legend of Tarzan two. You did not see this one coming. Yeah, you pick. I, I, I. Let's just do the fall of Tarzan. I think that the works. fall of Tarzan. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but also like, like we're yeah. basically just saying this movie might as well be called Tarzan dies in this one. We're not calling it that. Don't even get excited. We're not calling it that. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, I know. I guess you're the one who t- will be titling the episode. I like the fall of Tarzan. Cool. All right, there you have it then. The Fall of Tarzan. If we did it, that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find you. The people can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers. You can also get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. And we have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizers and as always we spell that e-q-u-e-l-i-z-e-r-s like in sequel like in sequel special thanks to the banana boys for our theme song two steps strutting off their debut album technicolor girl from outer space you can find them on facebook and twitter by searching banana boys and as always they spell that b-o-y-e-s like in oh yes (laughs) their album is available on all streaming services now Madison Jones, what are we doing next time? Next time, we are going to have some very special guests, uh, Ian Greers and Lauren Grace Thompson uh, from Not Another Film Podcast. We'll be doing the uh, one of your favorites, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Very excited. It is. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll touch base on that. But... Uh, I can still do about 80% of this movie from memory. Really? Yeah. What's your favorite line? Oh, it's easy. There's a bit in the beginning where um, the character of Sanderson Reed is trying to convince Alan Quartermain, played by Sean Connery, to join like the league. And he says this very, like, he can't believe it's like, the Empire is in peril. And Sean Connery just says, you're probably too young to know, but the Empire is always in some kind of peril. And I just love this very old British, like, guy who's he's been defending the empire for decades just being like you're you're too young to know but basically at the turn at the drop of a hat the empire is in peril yeah and i just love that line a lot there will be a lot of that sean connery impression next time prequel so i apologize but also i don't apologize <laughs> so for the equalizers i'm madison jones i'm mike Knoll. what are you i'm complicated <laughs> To be continued. First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it, you barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead, and we'll do that two-step struck. Come on, dance with me.